This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Good morning. Morning. Good morning to you. Yo. I sometimes say yo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you knew this about him. You knew this is one of his quirks. <laughs> is that how Yo Sushi got its name? Do you think that sushi was delivered to someone's house and they went, Yo, Yo? No. No, OK. <laughs> worth, a, worth a try, I always think. Yeah. So, um... This is when we get we get a lot of people, Al, at this time, who've uh, been to a Frank Skinner show. Oh, Have you had some of those? Several in the Friday night trawl. You know, I trawl through the emails that we receive on a Friday night. Yeah. I don't I don't do it manually on Friday night. I just trawl back past tense. Yeah, you, you, it's a retrospective yeah. activity. I know, and, uh, some people a have a view, view of you sitting here in the studio on your own, which I yeah, don't Yeah, I think like. they think that I issue Friday evenings for myself. <laughs> <That'd> be, <laughs> I mean, I'd be so impressed if we got in here and you'd been in all I through don't. the night. No. What I did last night was a stand-up comedy gig and then ate sushi and trifle in a hotel room. Yo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> sushi and trifle. Well, you know, I was hungry. <laughs> Do you know what? Well, I, lived, I lived with a woman who um, was, when I say live with her, in, in halls of residence uh, when I was a student. Oh, cheapskate. And oh. she, Shall we move in together, darling? She was from overseas and we were talking about um, if we got money, what we'd, we'd spend it on. And she, she said, I, I'm obsessed with trifle. Oh, really? Uh, and she said, I just love it. And I said... Really? I don't really meet people, you know, our age. She said, aren't... And I think um, in her country it was quite... Uh, she said, you know, in, in my country, ah. there's, you know, people... It, it's not really available to us. Right. Oh. And uh, and she went on about how much she loved trifle. And, uh, and I thought, God. anyway, um, it was when I think she said something along the lines of trifle broadens the mind that I realised she meant travel. Oh, <laughs> but we'd, it had gone. I bet we'd done a minute and a half of complete misunderstanding. Very good. I was thinking she'd have been really cock a hoop if she'd seen the um, supermarket shelf I saw yesterday, where there was loads of reduced trifles. Didn't even need the money. I've, yeah. I've only Save ever really bit. seen the trifle on the reduced shelf. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm honest, it feels like. Do you think they start there? It feels like a very reduced shelf. I'll just say this. Would it you said, not say? It said on the label serves four. Didn't last night. What? You didn't have a four-person four trifle. Oh, I certainly did. Wow. To misquote oh, Oliver Hardy. Absolutely <laughs> did. Did you just get the big plastic bowl and dip your spoon straight in? I got a spoon from the hotel, yeah. Well, my I mate, don't bring my own spoon. Do you know what? Small amount of respect. Thank you. I, I travel with a runcible. <laughs> um... I, uh, I think Pierre's very nice. <laughs> um, no, it's very handy if you have one. I always have one in my bag. Are you going to tell us what? It's, a well, it's a runcible spoon. Is a is a, what you would now call a spork. Oh yeah. Was that Owl and Pussycat? Did they yeah. make that famous in their rap? Yeah, but it means if you've got a spork, you can eat almost anything with a spork. It's it's you know it's got. And you do travel with one. Yeah, I travel with one in the bag. 
Very um, good. Because you know that thing when you stop at the services and get something and then you're in the car and think, oh, no, mm-hmm. don't have a spoon. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, my mate's mum, I remember she came round because my mum used to make these trifles from the packet. Oh, yeah. And my mom, and my mate's mom said, "Oh, I'll get I'll get one of those." And she came round. She said, "I couldn't get it like yours. I wonder if I've had it in the oven too long." <laughs> <laughs> and, and the top of it was just burnt. She just... <laughs> Different times. Frank Skinner. Skinner. I was going to read you an email about your uh, Symphony Hall show. Uh, there's a little praise, but I'm going to just redact that as I go along. Yeah. Um, hi, Frank. As part of my forthcoming birthday week, can I just say they've spelt fourth, F-O-U-R-T-H. Oh, do you think... That can't be that. Giving, giving the illusion that oh. this may be a three-year-old. Oh, yeah. As part of my forthcoming birthday week, I was able to see your show last night. Haven't laughed... Oh, there's some praise there. We were having a discussion to... They didn't say haven't laughed, they said haven't no, laughed no, so much no. in ages. I okay. should just clarify. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you're working with comedians, yeah, one has yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about that man that said to me last week, um, you kept us thinking the whole time. Oh. Not my intention. No, yeah. um, what about that guy who said to me, uh, oh, I saw you at Latitude. I said, oh, OK. He, he didn't. He changed yeah. the subject. I thought, no, no, you can't. Awful you can't. I can't. Giving. Oh, what about? No, I've had that. <laughs> I've had. Um, so I read your book. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's, that's no good. Is it? Don't even no. bring it on. There was a pause, but you stop. know how I dealt with it. I heard. So I read your book, and then there was a silence, and I went. Oh, that's so kind of you. Thank you. You're too <laughs> lovely. Oh, you shouldn't have. And then they feel as if they've praised me. Mm. Okay. So do I. That's good. Uh, It continues. We were having a discussion as to whether you went straight back to London last night to be ready to present the show Saturday morning or if you stayed in beautiful Smethwick and journeyed the next day. Mm. Also, did you get to visit the Birmingham Oratory while you've been here to pay tribute to the now St Cardinal John Henry Newman? Much love, Jonathan Hollis. Well, um, yes to both of those. I drove back, I was driven back through the night by my tour manager, Omar. Uh-huh. And Hello, yes, Omar. I, went, uh, I went there last week oh, to, you did get to, to pay tribute to Saint John Henry Newman. What yeah, about the Venerable Bede? He's, uh, he's I like... look, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it's difficult. Because they don't know about each other at the moment. <laughs> what I enjoy, and uh, you know, it's just it's so I, I it's just you know juggling to. I'm always the phone goes and I'm just frightened. I don't know which one it's going to be. You know, George Best with two lovelies. <laughs> Do you know what Al? I left here last week and I still couldn't believe that Frank had said to me I went to a theme park and then followed it by saying it was. The Venerable Bede <laughs> was the theme of the park. <laughs> I mean, did they have roller coasters? They, did, they didn't have. They had rare breed um, animals. Oh, yeah, we they discussed that it. That was one the of beads, the things. Yeah. So they did have some. They had a sort of playground. and. I don't uh, want to make you... Venerable Bede-themed <laughs> playground. Maybe. <laughs> so you could go on the slide, but you had to translate a, a chapter of St John's Gospel <laughs> into Old English. If you had to choose between <laughs> Venerable Bede and who's the most recent character, Al? So, uh, John Henry Newman. Yeah, um, yeah, J H N as I call him. Well, Who would it be? It's very. I mean that. I mean John Henry Newman is uh, a saint, you know. So, um, okay. B, but B, yeah, but he's is, venerable. He's a key 
issue <laughs> in uh, in Anglo-Saxon. Uh, I'm I'm well, going isn't, isn't John Henry Newman only recently a saying he's just in. Yeah, I know, so, but he's a Birmingham guy as well. Right. well. Not from Birmingham, but he did a lot of... Uh, that was oh, where he's, yeah. one of his main HQs were. Okay. Right. I think he Has lived. he got a theme park, though? He hasn't. <laughs> I, I, and what I would say is I can't imagine a, uh, a John Henry Newman theme park happening. I like the idea. They're like this. Well, you know, the venerable the, bee the, stretching it. <laughs> the Oxford <laughs> Movement Cafe and stuff like that. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, no. um... I, I, but I, okay. I'm going to say I, I read more bead. Oh, okay. That'd be a good T-shirt, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> In fact, if I ever write a rap, it's going to begin, I read more bead. <laughs> Would it be the first ever rap that mentions a venerable bead? I, I don't know. 15. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be uh, that would be the way forward. Oh God, I must, we should have ended there. I felt at the end, and I not realise I'm still speaking. Mm. Okay. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, oh, what need... when I did this? Oh, sorry. Well, we just um, have had some news in. I okay, it's not really news. It's a uh, venerable bead related news. Okay, yeah. this is from uh, Pablo's. Vault of Horror. We've had the first ever on commercial radio, Venerable Bead Newsflash. <laughs> As a fan of superheroes and Benedictine monks, yeah. Frank might like to know that the Venerable Bead appears in Avengers Endgame. Part of Thor and Rocket's subplot were filmed at Durham Cathedral, final resting place of oh, Bede, yes. and the Bede's tomb is in shot. In is a that... Wow. No, I need to check that out. Cause I've yeah, watched, me too. Oh, no, I don't. I've watched that film <laughs> and been to Beats tomb. So, um, wow, we have done neither. That's like, you know, when you say, oh, hold it, that's that, that's that laundrette from across the... Look, 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 quick, quick. It's like yeah, that. but Frank, you get so excited about that. Imagine me in the mm. cinema going, look, Beats, that's Beats too. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. That's... I did... Listen, I did... I did um, BBC Breakfast this week, which is a, a program we always have on uh, in silence. Yes, um, in the background. Now you yeah. might think that suggests we're not focused on the job, but it, if a big, if something really big happens, it keeps us. You know, there's, mm -hmm. there's uh, like if somebody big suddenly died or something, means we could uh, mm. we could respond. Or, um, or, you know, not mention them or something. Or not mention them. <laughs> exactly. Or, yeah, or try and find a jingle that um, is apt. And we, par yeah. we partly need that because we have a running feature called 85 and Still Alive. Yeah. And, uh, we've Which got to make sure regular, they are. Yeah. It's regular update. It's when we're just not quite sure. Yeah. Anyway, there's a thing, when you do a show like that, you do what they what they call a phoner, where one of oh, the yeah. researchers oh, yeah. found you and says, like, no, and just make sure that they're not going to go anywhere dangerous in the conversation and just gets all the facts clear you know you're on tour and and mm -hmm. you you know you I was I was plugging my my west end run you mm -hmm. see and I was the, I had the conversation with the researcher I was on the top of the great tower at Conisborough castle <laughs> oh. um which um, I felt a bit bad about because there was people that had come to see the castle and there was a bloke 
you know, on the phone. Doing his media chat. Yeah. Oh, saying, I'm 90s uh, yes, Dom and, Jolly. And, and there is a, there's a website date for people who want tickets and all that. I mean, it was pretty... Oh. But anyway, I did it. Now, one of the things... I don't know if we've ever mentioned this on air, but one of the things I've, I'm utterly fascinated by by BBC Breakfast is when they go through the papers, they don't just hold up the paper. <laughs> there's a thing which I've come to think of as storygami. Oh, where yes. they fold the paper so that just the story is, even if it's quite a small story, they'll fold it. So you see a lot of folded paper behind it, and they're holding up this tight, and it looks like it's been ironed. Mm-hmm. Razor sharp it, edges. It, it looks old, Frank. It looks like a doll's house paper. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, there's something unsettling about it. And sometimes you see the tip of a shaky nail. So, yes, so um, I was on there and I said, look, can I ask you about... Uh, <laughs> you did. Story Garmin. Yeah, you did about the paper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my I God. I said I'd, I'd love... Great. Who is there a person whose specific job is... <laughs> Actually, it's time they got their respect. They've been yeah. folding up bits of paper in the wings for years. Yeah, and, and some Alan, shows. I mean, I've seen people... Someone else would ask them that. <laughs> That's what he's bringing. I've seen people hold up, you know, on other shows, like photocopies of stories and and people who can't find the the story in the paper, embarrassing, you know. But these guys, they've got the beautifully folded one. The real pros. And um, so I said, so who folds your uh, newspapers? (laughs) And Dan Walker said, oh, that'd be be Faith. Um, I'll introduce you. You've got to have Faith. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Folding Faith. So... um, I met her. Of course, the first thing she said was, yes, I, I do do other things on the side. <laughs> so, and I, which is, I was slightly disappointed to hear. But, yeah, so I've got my, I've got my photo took with... Uh, oh, so maybe, we'll, maybe we can put that on social I'd media. i to see that. Folding faith and uh, the, the woman who... Um, who gets them into lovely, like a? Do you remember there's a thing called the Millwall Brick? Sorry, the producer was absolutely lost. It. There was a thing called the Millwall Brick when you could phone it, you could fold a newspaper into a thing that you could use it to, as a weapon for football hooligans. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't come I across thought, that in Highgate. No, <laughs> and uh, she would have been great at that if, if things had turned out differently for her. But here, here she is on BBC Breakfast. It was special, anyway. <laughs> So we were um, we were driving back from um, from Manchester because BBC Breakfast happens in Manchester. I don't know if you're aware. Oh yes, yes. And um, Salford, isn't it? Yes, yeah, Salford. Technically and not Manchester, but it'd be no, churlish no, to point it out oh, to you. Oh, Mark, Mark e. Smith used to point it out in more or less every <laughs> interview. That's a nice person to have things in common. God rest his soul. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, we were driving back. Um, and uh, so I'd done a gig in Manchester on, on the evening at the Opera House and then we'd done the BBC Breakfast. And we, as we got, we passed Stoke, we got coming up to Stoke, turn off. Mm. Mm. And I suddenly remembered that half of the Staffordshire Horde is at the Potteries Museum. Is another Anglo-Saxon find. <laughs> so I said, "Look, we need Good to memory. go off the motor. We need to go off the motorway." You didn't. So yeah, we went there. Oh man, it was fabulous. I mean, can you imagine these people going on tour? I know Elvis would probably make diversions, but I yeah. suspect it wasn't. Wasn't for the Staffordshire <laughs> hordes. See the Staffordshire no. hordes. No, well, he, I don't know if he was into <laughs> filigree, but um, it was amazing. And, and you know, I, honestly, I was utterly elated by it. And um, really. 
And and to celebrate, we went to uh, TGI Fridays in Stoke. Oh. That's nice. Lunchtime. I mean, Monday lunchtime. Lunchtime, <clears throat> wow. dear. And I hadn't been in one of them for years. I was so happy it's still braces and badges all round. I thought they might have changed there. I don't think I've ever set foot in have a TGI you? Fridays. I've been to what one What you friends. talk about with a fact. Wow. I'm, no, I'm not averse to it if you're offering us a show night out to well, a TGI I've, Fridays. I've well. been in once, I think, to one in... There used to be one in Covent Garden, which is the most touristy thing, I think... I mean, I think that's the most touristy cocktail possible is going mm. to the TGI Fridays in Covent mm-hmm. Garden. Um, it's yeah, a it place was... where you can still get turf and surf. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Which is, I think uh, it's the other way around, but yeah. Is yeah. it surf and turf? Yeah, oh. I mean, it's the same thing, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, maybe I've got it the wrong way around. Oh. You but... know what? Yeah, but you know what? That's your uh, de- des cart. <laughs> maybe, hey! May- and, maybe and we've I... all got one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've all it's got one. Ours like is des cart. Mine, Al... Al, do you remember mine? <laughs> yes, Vimerana. Oh, I thought you might Very remember. <laughs> what did you call it? Oh, there Vime, you go. Vime, um, I called it Wimerana. Vi- Okay, yeah. Why Mariner, Descartes, and Turf and Surf? I mean, of course. <laughs> Here we go. The terrible happen, thing about it? this, I mean, this is why I ache for you, Emily, on this, is you've become our dog person, having oh. been the person who got Vimarana wrong. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. Redemption is possible for oh, all, Frank. Was, You're a Catholic. Good Come point. On. Good yes. point. How was. Yeah, Al's doing a philosophy degree <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm opening a fast food restaurant. I heard you were off for dinner with uh, hashtag Dorco. Yeah, well, as yeah. We exactly. now Richard Dawkins. How was um, how was uh, bonfire night with your your dog? Absolutely disastrous. Okay. He is not a fan. They don't like it. Do they, they don't like it. The Catholics or no, the dogs? No, the, do- oh, the dog. Okay. I do- it's me and the. This is where me and, like me and dogs. Me and dogs same. finally are in the same Venn diagram. <laughs> We're in the Venn. Yeah, we don't um, like bonfire. He night. didn't like it, so I calm him by showing him uh, David Attenborough, because that genuinely calms him. Is that right? It's odd. It's the voice as soon as he hears, but this one will not be so lucky. Do you think? (laughs) He gets horrifically excited because there's something sociopathic about animals watching other animals. It's odd. He was watching those seals fighting. I've never seen him so elated. Really? The excitement on the face. You just think David Attenborough's got a sort of Doctor Doolittle <laughs> that they can understand what oh, he's... Maybe. Not, honestly, as soon as he hears his voice, he doesn't have it with anyone else, he's transfixed. Yeah. And he stares at that screen and he watches them fight. I mean, I can't watch it, it's too traumatic. It I is can't... upsetting, some of it, isn't it? Those oh, walruses God, totally. falling off the cliff, no thank he's you. He's a ghoul, David Attenborough. <laughs> he's no, a ghoul. He's really <laughs> watching animals tearing... I've seen it's him got worse. lions crawl up on and not not gone, look out, never, just let it happen. I mean, how can he intervene on that? Oh, no. come on. It's one thing not to intervene, to video it. <laughs> <laughs> there was one moment this week that and I like thought, I ha- it said, with four orcas... Chasing the penguin, it stood little chance. Hmm. Now, oh, no, come that's on. horrible. I don't want to ever hear that in my lifetime. Four orcas sounds <laughs> like it could be a Turoni sketch. <laughs> Doesn't it? I, was, I tell you what I always think about on Bonfire Night, though, when they say no, the, the dog, yeah. they don't like it, the pets they look don't. after your pet. There's a, there's a monument to animals that went to war. Well, yeah. in, uh, in Hyde Park yeah. and the caption on it is they had no choice 
And I always think, well, just as well, really, because if they don't like bonfire night, the chances of them opting for the battlefield yeah. over that, that nice rug in front of the fire <laughs> is slim. So it's just as well they have yeah. no choice. It's a bit uh, monkey in space, I'm afraid. Exactly. Yeah. The, dog in the, space. the dogs are in the back of the plane moaning about conscription. Yeah, <laughs> they had no choice. Don't give them medals. That's what, that's, oh that's what I'd say. Absolute radio. Okay, oh, we've got um, Mikey has been in touch. Mikey! <laughs> 283. See, I think of uh, Michael Holden, they always call Mike, the, the, you know, the famous fast bowler. Oh, well, I only know that because of the rude thing. sounds more like a midfielder to me, Michael Holding midfielder. Uh, well, yes. I know that because Thank of the infamous... Yeah. Um, oh, yes. yes. He was, his nickname was Whispering Death. Oh, Oh, that's mine now. Um, <laughs> Mikey, who is keen to point out in parenthesis that he's a southerner. Okay. I think he means south of England, not, yeah, pa, I sure no. do like them grits. Um, morning, Frank. With reference to the correct order of phrases, i.e. turf and surf. Yeah. I, Frank just said turf and surf, and Alan and I were cruel about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a constant battle with my work colleagues over the well-known phrase bacon and egg, yeah. which they insist should be egg and bacon. Is it a north-south divide Ooh. thing, I wonder? There's a way of testing because we have people representing <laughs> from the top to the bottom. Yeah. Start with Frank Skinner. Bacon and egg or egg and bacon? You know what? I think I'm egg and bacon. Oh. Um, but that might be because I'm a cricket fan and I... Oh, no, I'm not even sure about that. I think they call... If you're an MCC member and you wear... Um, this is completely wrong because it's actually mm. egg and tomato. Let <laughs> 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 will start that again. Can do that again, Paul. Live, you say? <laughs> oh, no. Well, I wouldn't have said that bit of... Uh. I like that our boss is actually called Paul. <laughs> oh, that's um, true. Um, OK, so you're no, egg and bacon. I, I'd say egg and bacon, yeah. I think it's because I like the... Eggen at the beginning. It's a mm. nice. It's a bit egg like egg, it's a bit like egg and rona, yeah. Alan uh, Cochran. Well, Frank is wrong. It's bacon and eggs. I'm I'm not even going to compromise on it because. <laughs> mm. But it's been a good run doing this show. <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone alphabetical order, basically. Okay. And I think that's just the common parlance, if you may uh, indulge me in that phrase. Okay. I think it's the common parlance. So this turns me into the like Simon the, Cowell figure with the casting vote. Well, I don't like the rhythm of bacon and eggs. It's bacon and uh, it's not. An, it's an unhappy sound in the middle. I'm all right with unhappy sounds. Would you? The <laughs> 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 climatized. That's enough about your act. <laughs> <laughs> he was always going to do it. Oh yeah. Um, please, would you like me to have the casting vote? Okay. Well, look. Uh, <laughs> it's. It's got to be bacon and egg, Frank. Yes. Uh, I'm with Al. It was a brave move of me not to go with the boss. But I'm afraid, you know... It's I interesting know... you said egg in the singular. Al went eggs, I noticed. But egg and, egg and bacon, I'm, it's I'm the rhythm. Bacon and eggs. It's the rhythm. <laughs> Listen to this, bacon and eggs. Yeah. I know, and as, well, as I mentioned last week, I know when Backpuss goes to sleep, all of his friends goes to sleep. Yeah. But Emily still loved him. Exactly. Um, but it is in this instance, I am, I'm afraid... Going to I know have I, I, to look, save I respect your right to order these foods <laughs> <laughs> correctly or incorrectly. 
Um, I just, I think, I'm just saying that mine is more poetic. Good night. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, I had to, I, sorry, I've, I've got a, uh, let, let me see, I, I don't know if I've actually got uh... Oh, here we go. No, this is a, this is a, a, a that's all I had as a jingle. This, I just got a venerable bead update oh, that yeah. I just thought of. <laughs> Well, I, was, I was at the Parker Library in uh, Corpus Christi College, Cambridge, this week. Of course you were. And talking to um, the librarian, uh, Alex Devine, or was it Devine? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, very, very nice man. And he, um, he oh, but I'd never met him before, and he's, you know, he's a Cambridge librarian, it's, a, it's quite a formal occasion. And he allowed me to turn the page, to actually touch the pages of a um, a copy of um, Bede's Life of Cuthbert, which was owned by King Athelstan. <laughs> wow. And I... I remember when you were happy, when you'd get to have... You'd get, get to go back and meet Cilla Black. I know, it's, mm. it's all... It's all changed. And I, he let me... Uh, and, I, and, I, and a few other... Um, I mean, the early, the uh, earliest uh, uh, available or existing copy of the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. And at the end of it, I said, look, I know this is a bit weird, but... Can I hug you? <laughs> I said to the librarian, and he said, um, "Yeah, yeah, that that would be okay." Yeah. And so I hugged. Him. I was just so happy. I just had to hug him he for showing me these just, books. Just no talking. Exactly. <laughs> when they show yeah. you the book, <laughs> <laughs> I hugged him very quietly. When they show you the books, do they wear the gloves? No. Oh. And he said, "There's no need for that." The, That's the, just a who do you is, think you are conceit, is it? I thought because at first it was in a glass you'd case. You'd wearing yours, hadn't you? You'd worn yeah. those rubber gloves. So, yeah, I wore um, Frankenfurter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he looked like Rocky Horror. I actually wore uh, a couple of Hawking gauntlets. <laughs> 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 but uh, when he showed it me at first, it was in the glass case, and I thought uh, I was still. <laughs> beside myself with excitement in the glass case but then he opened it out and said you you can touch it wow oh my goodness me you couldn't believe your luck can I I was beside myself I mean I I love the venerable bead he has been getting a lot of air time no no, maybe I'll lay off the VB no I I don't think I don't think we want to ever lay off the VB however (laughs) I would like to um, allow our readers to join in with some VB info this is from 231 Delighted to hear the Venerable Bede getting so much airtime. Yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not on commercial radio that much. No. No, I think he was on Smooth FM this morning. Um, <laughs> my son is called Bede. Wow. And I think this will really clear up the pronunciation for people who are keen to pronounce it Bede. Oh, oh. well, they're just being, aren't they? Yeah. Silly. Oh, oh. so uh, no, it's definitely Bede. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I can. We can hear by. I mean, we, there's no Vimarana moment in this. It's beat. Oh, it's half and surf. We got to get t-shirts with those three things on. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. At Frank on the radio, mm. email the email, 
E, e, there ought to be a thing called the email. Email, yeah. yeah. So you don't. It's it's a thing that you can do where you use as many calories as when you run a mile, mm. but you just have to use like Maybe some sort a, of vape, a computerized treadmill, or something. Yeah, email. It will come. It will come. It will yeah. surely come, as mm. I think Eno said in the King's Lead Hat. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. <laughs> um, your interest in history hasn't gone unnoticed, Frank. We've oh, got yeah? an email here. Frank's visit to Connorsborough Castle. Is that how you say it? Connorsborough? Yeah. Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. I know how much you all heart news. We do heart news, don't oh, we? God, we? We've got T-shirts saying, I heart news. Yes. Yeah, so I thought you might like to know that Frank's visit to Connorsborough Castle made it into our local newspaper. No. The Doncaster Free Press. As well oh. as referring to him as TV funny man Frank Skinner. Yeah. They also said he was a lovely chap with a keen interest in history. Apologies on their behalf for the f- praise. Uh, we don't mind praise, we just don't read it out specifically, no. although I did well, then. I mean, I love praise. Yeah. I, just, I just think when, it, when one repeats praise, mm. yeah. it's, one, a bit, uh... it's a bit grand. <laughs> Michael continues, Having lived in Connorsborough for over 20 years, we kind of take the castle for granted, as it was always the easy option for school trips. Also, it's a good job Frank visited last week, as the road to the castle is now flooded. Oh, although I could have arrived oh. on some sort of... Barge with uh, <laughs> like an inflatable yeah, raft. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm thinking something a bit more um, Norman, you know. So. Oh, yes, right. I'm seeing you on something a bit more sort of, yeah. I'm yeah. seeing some Viking contract. you seen Bunting? Mm, I'm definitely seeing <laughs> Bunting. I thought you are. Yeah. Uh, who is he? <laughs> uh, Basil Bunting. Um, yeah, I have to say, um, Conningborough Castle is a bit, it's a bit recent for me. It's Norman. Is it? Um, although the, the land was uh, originally owned by Harold Godwinson, of course, of, uh, of Arrow in the Eye fame, but um, Good info. but it was it was it's brilliantly done. You get to some amazing places, yeah. and you get to the sort of little museum bit, and you think, oh dear, it's one of those waxwork dummies with a very badly put together Viking and stuff right. like that. Um, but. Um, uh, that's not the Orvik Centre, actually, which has got some great Vikings. Mm. Uh, but this, it, it used like a, a, they projected sort of comic book images of characters who'd lived at the castle and they talked to you. So oh. they were projected on the wall of the castle. Nice. And all sorts of other, it's really that. well done. I'd recommend Conisborough Castle. I think someone who didn't like history might come out of there thinking, oh, more interesting than I thought. Yeah. Except for that bloke on the uh, top of the Great Tower doing a phone at a BBC breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> TV funny man Frank Skinner yeah, exactly. has been later described in the Doncaster Free Press. And what was Chris Evans' one always? Madcap broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you're... Yes, Frank is TV funny man often, but he's also um, Three Lions. Mm-hmm. Does often get... Yeah, you get a bit of that. Mm. You used to get Bromie comedian. Mm. Mm. What about us once introduced as the comedy king from the old ball ring? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. At Doris is away, asks if compote, compote yeah. is pronounced like Truman 
Capote. I would have said Truman Capote. Is it Truman Capote? I would say Truman Capote. It's Truman Capote and oh. compote. Mm-hmm. Oh, correct. Okay, well... As in compost. Doris is away. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid you're I incorrect think... about compote. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, thanks for Thanks, joining Doris. In. <laughs> I could be wrong, of course. It's happened, I think it's happened yeah. three times now in 11 years. <laughs> We've also, boys, had some news in. I mean, I say news, it's a matter of opinion, really. Re-bacon and eggs. Oh, yes. Martin Gardner says, if it's a sandwich, it's egg and bacon. But sans bap, bacon and eggs every time. Mm. How do you feel about that? I think he's right. Well, I'll tell you something about that. That's my... um, That's my... Someone said to me, you can have... um, either bacon and eggs or eggs and bacon. My choice would be on bread. So maybe that's why I favour oh, egg maybe. and bacon. I see the egg as the uh, the necessary tax I have to pay on the bacon. Oh, I, like the, I like the... Um, the, the, that moment when you bite into the, the fried egg and you think, is this going to be a sturdy yolk or am I going to get hot? Fluid now comes oh, squirting. No, I I, oh, I like that. No, I only like a hard egg. I like an exploding yolk. Okay. Mm. Is that like that sounds like one of your venerable bead characters? <laughs> 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 we also oh, we heard from someone about John Sim. We uh, we had an email in. Um, mm. well, you were discussing John Sim. Yeah, last week I was saying I met John Sim, the actor, and he's really, really friendly and uh, and and nice. And we were chatting, and then I told him I was a massive Doctor <laughs> Who fan, and he hugged me and walked off, <laughs> which was yes. a good ending to it. And then um, I think you had a, a story also about John I Sim. met him at uh, a Halloween party recently. <clears throat> oh, yes, yeah. Well, now Wayne has emailed the show. Hi, Frank, El- Emily and Alan. Uh, since you were talking about John Sim during the last show... I wish he'd dropped us a postcard about this instead of an email. Then well, we could have done the Sim card joke. Oh, oh good. Oh, nice. lovely. A few years ago, I was at the Crucible Theatre in Sheffield for a costume sale. Nice idea, isn't it? Oh, oh so you sound like... Mainly waistcoats. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the crucible. <laughs> waistcoats and uh, nicotine-stained glasses. <laughs> waistcoats with horrible sponsors' patches. Oh, yeah, sponsors, them. don't oh. And maybe a coach driver shirt, short sleeve shirt. I don't mind sponsors, you know, sort of in general. I don't love them, but on a waistcoat... I wish they would. Don't do like that. them on a tennis outfit either. No, no, that's also true. Anyway, back to the crucible. There were as Arthur so- Miller said, yeah, there yeah. were all sorts of miscellaneous clothes worn. Venerable, by- but he probably said as well. But he's probably doing his breakfast in one. <laughs> <laughs> there were all sorts of miscellaneous clothes worn by supporting cast on the cheap rails. But then there was a special rail with costumes worn by famous actors. Oh. Those went for a pretty penny, oh, I bet and I didn't did. have the budget for them. This isn't me. This is uh, Wayne. This no, but you would think that it does. I then it's it overlaps with my uh, mood. Mm. So <laughs> imagine my surprise when I discover. I love this. it when people ask you to imagine their surprise. <laughs> Imagining it, Frank usually does. When you say that to Frank, he goes, "Okay, hang on one minute, please." <laughs> yeah, and then I have and a little imagine. Have you imagined Ooh. it, Frank? 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, imagine his surprise when he discovered a suit on the cheap rail that had been worn by none other than the great John Sim. Not just any suit, this. It was his <laughs> suit worn for a 2010 production of Hamlet. Surely a mistake. It really should have been hanging on the expensive rail. Definitely. I must bring it to the attention of the sales assistant. Or, dot, 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 I could just buy it quickly. Oh. Yeah, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy well, it, buy it. I buy paid it. 20 quid for John Sims' Hamlet suits. <gasps> there had to be a profit in that, I thought. I'd put it on eBay as soon as I got home, expecting it to go for a few hundred quid. Yeah. Nothing, not even a cheeky low bid. What? It was karma, I suppose. So it's still in my wardrobe, hung next to my own God. suit. I like the idea that they have one. <laughs> yeah, one suit. Next to my own suit. When they say now Hamlet... I've got two suits that I don't need. No, they say Hamlet <laughs> suit. Is it, um, is it like a modern day, do you I'm think, guessing, production? Yeah. Or well, is it actually like a doblet and hose? No, it's not a doblet and hose. <laughs> I like those two hanging side by side. No, it was clearly one of those, you know, as I always call it, Coriolanus in a leather jacket and camouflage. I suspect Hedy Slimane, one of those. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Frank, that would look nice on you, that suit. I just think You're surely John Sims' Hamlet suit should have been. Well, he was wearing at the Halloween party, I think it was the Batman suit. Uh, huh? Um. So, you know, that might go for a... Top man. Yeah. Having said this, we have to move <laughs> on now. But I went to see a play this week and went uh, backstage to see my my friend who was uh, who was rather marvellous in it. And oh, a um, bit weird. And um, my friend Russell T Davis was in the bar, former showrunner of. Uh, so I know Russell. Sort of, Did you so say we, hello? Oh yeah, we hugged and chatted. Um, but Arthur Darville. Who oh, played yeah. Rory in uh, in uh, Doctor Who was also there, and you know what? I lost my nerve. Oh. I've, having had a, a, a sim moment, and when John Hurt went ha ha <laughs> and walked off, <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't. I wish I'd been with you because I wouldn't have had a clue who that was. Arthur, you don't know who Arthur Darville is. No. Shame on you. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I want to talk this morning, by the way. I meant to mention to you, because I know you're a fan of any work done by the world's tallest or shortest individual. Well, I think since we've been doing this show, which is um, over ten years, <sighs> it feels like the world's tallest man, shortest man, tallest woman, so that they've been regular, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're newspaper favourites. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I keep on top of that, Intel, as you oh, know. I to keep yeah. on top of the world's tallest man, of course. Well, let me help mm-hmm. you. Sultan Kozen is the current world's tallest man. Yeah. Eight Good foot knowledge. three-ish. If anyone's interested to know... Ish. Eight foot three-ish. The Guinness Book of Records let their standards drop. <laughs> well, I don't ever trust them quite on that. No, oh, he is on. Guinness verified. Just in case anyone wants to know the shortest men, you may be aware it was Chandra Bahada Daggy until his unfortunate death in 2015. Mm, yeah. The title then passed back to Junray Ballowing, <laughs> who'd inherited it Can I say, Emily's K- not reading these. <laughs> no, no, Can no. I just point that out? Who'd inherited it off Kagendra Tapamaga, who'd Excellent. previously held it. OK, okay. thank you. Um, no passes. Good, non- good knowledge and excellent pronunciation, I yeah. feel like. Emily's on the shorts. Yeah, I love the shorts. <laughs> uh, there has been... 
a new... I mean, he's in that ballpark, mm-hmm. Al, isn't he? Because he's eight foot... He's not Guinness verified. What I like about this is I can't remember a story that's been in the papers about the world's second tallest man. No. And I like this. As you know, I call my son Buzz because I like the idea mm. Buzz Aldrin, the second man yeah. on the moon. There's something a bit cooler almost about being second. Yeah. And um, his name is. Um, go on. His name is Sheer Khan as well. Yeah. Yes. Which I like because I appreciate Rudyard Kipling has been. Sort of temporarily cancelled. Mm-hmm. Has um, he really? Yeah, I that's believe un- so. Can yeah. I say that's unjust? Some great stuff. I know. And, and read, read the uh, short stories. Fabulous. Anyway, um, but Shere Khan, which is Lion King, literally, I guess, isn't it? Or Tiger King? Is Shere Khan's a tiger, isn't it? In the... Yeah, it's Lion slash Tiger, though. Can be used for either, I think. Oh, yes. Is it tiger George King. Sanders who does the voice in the film? Absolutely brilliant knowledge. Who was married to Jar Jar Gabor? Colonel Sanders. No, Jar Jar Gabor. One of the first fast food gay marriages. <laughs> he was actually right. married to Jar Jar Gabor. And was also he? Jar Jar Gabor used to say, darling, with a K. And then he married her sister several he years never. later. Yes. He Gabor. never did. No. Anyway. Ava Gabor, who was in Green Acres. Oh, Popular American sitcom. Um... I call this a weekend with Frank and M. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This um, is what it's like. Imagine being able to put up with this constantly. Mm. Poor cat. I don't need sorry, to. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just said I don't need to, What's Frank. What's worrying me is that this occurred respect. to our readers that they don't need to either. <laughs> oh, we're awful. Yes. That's the theme tune to uh, Green Acres. Oh, we are awful, it? but I like it. I tell you, though, can I just tell you this, the uh, the story? And we, and we, is that of Shere Khan? It, no, no, the Green Acres oh, is quite a clever God. idea. It's Venerable Bede, isn't it? It's woman marries very rich man, and oh, then he like decides this. that he wants to give up the world of high finance and go and live on a, on a farm and all that. Oh, and live yeah. in the cotton. She hates it. She's all, you know, it's very like, Emily, if you'd played it now, Emily could play the wife because it's all about, oh, my, my heels are sinking <laughs> oh, into excellent. the mud and all, and all that stuff. So uh, check it out. Okay. And great theme tune. Okay. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We were discussing the, uh, the eight-foot-tall Afghan as the news headline oh, that I read. What a dog that was. It does make him sound like a dog. It's a person. Yeah. I feel like it's an unfair headline. And also it's tautological because it calls him a giant eight-foot-tall Afghan. Yeah. Can I tell you, Al? Well, is it wrong? I was a little disappointed when I read uh, eight-foot-tall Afghan. I thought, I'm having that. Yeah. Turned out it was... Uh, wasn't it? Imagine taking that for a You were walk. probably <laughs> picturing <laughs> yourself walking round a, a green with walking, them. riding at the, on, with a saddle. <laughs> a anyway, this doesn't happen every day, but there's something I have in common with this the world's second tallest man. He's that he's a big uh, cricket enthusiast, as it turns out. Yes. Oh, he loves the cricket. I'd have thought, you know, he, it, there could have been a fast bowling uh, career for I him. I wonder if Anton Dufrackenpoint was a cricket fan. Was he the. Uh, which one was he? He was the world's tallest man in 16th century Germany. Oh, no, he wouldn't have been. Okay. That didn't exist. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, what about you Dan- know about pop stars? What about direction? Yeah, Daniel, know Daniel Lambert was Britain's fattest <laughs> man, I think, in the 18th century. 
It used to be it. <laughs> you know the fattest man in the 18th century, and I know the tallest man in the 16th. What does that say about us? I don't know, but it's, we need to. The I mean, uh, fattest man in the 18th century was probably easy comparatively. Yeah. Sure. Oh, I don't know. They're, you know, they're, they're, the rich are always with us. So Shere Khan had a bit of a, a nativity story in many ways. There was no room at the inn. Yes. Oh, yeah. He, he went to... Uh, now, here's the thing. He went to Lucknow in oh, yeah. India. Now, mm-hmm. when I hear the word Lucknow, what is my first thought? Which famous celebrity was born in Lucknow? Oh. Anyone? Oh. oh don't don't text him because... Freddie Mercury, no. Um, no. Okay. Very close, though. Cliff Richard. Ah. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, Good I knowledge. didn't know that. Mm. Mm. Okay, I like that. Now, if I had a hotel mm. in Lockdown, what would I call it? I don't know. Lockdown look, further. Look no further. Oh, it's got to be, hasn't it? It's got to be Lockdown further hotel. That is good. But he couldn't find that hotel, I mean, because he was too tall. No, it was too tall. What yeah, kind of a rejection is that? <laughs> One local referred to him as suspicious. Why I think they, that's what, unfair. What did they suspect? <laughs> was it like one of those things, you know when you watch your cartoons and that, and there's two kids and they, one sits on the other one's shoulders and they put a big <laughs> overcoat? Yeah, did yeah. they think it was a, a person trying to get, like two people trying to get him for one? Yeah. <laughs> He was Suspicious seems... I mean, surely the very nature of his physical mass, you know, makes it impossible to him to possess the furtiveness and sneakiness that's implied suspicious. by yeah. suspicious. Yeah, he's not going to be approached by MI5, say, <laughs> uh, Shea, and saying, can you do some spying for us? <laughs> Unless yeah. it's just looking through people's bedroom windows. <laughs> Shere Khan, we're discussing. <clears throat> oh yes, well, not, the, dis- not the not the. That's a practical. You're you're how tall are you, Al? About six foot three, I think. How are you on uh, on aeroplanes generally? Have you got enough leg room and stuff? Oh, not always, but mm. you know, my um, my struggle is real. I don't like to bang <laughs> on about it. Think about Shere though. On, on oh, the... he must be having a nightmare. Eight foot, Frank. Well, I mean, what is the brace position for him? He must be like a Cumberland sausage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got to go. He's got to go over again, hasn't he? One fold won't be enough. That's right. Yeah. He'd be. Could he do a forward roll without um, taking his feet off the ground? No. Okay. Well, even the world's strongest men, as I, as you know, I've shared a flight with. Um, we stayed up. Yeah. They sometimes the sit. They have to book two seats. Oh yeah, we discussed that. Didn't yeah, we? because they can't fit into the one. So Khan, I think he'd need the full three. In the in the central aisle, but I don't. Why is he a problem in a hotel? Because it's it's it's, it's his lookout. If he's you know, if he's, he's a very a, good lookout actually. He's that's, pretty. That's he's one the, of the things that <laughs> that lends surely well the job he should be. I don't know if he's, has he got a job. I mean, can you make a living from being the the world's second tallest man? Well, Sultan Cozen. You certainly could in the 19th century, but those shows, <laughs> those shows are not so common now. Yes. Frank says with his usual, um, <coughs> those days no, are no, over, I sadly. That, I think that's for the best. Um, I know, so but sure. thanks for that, just as my beard is growing. My brother-in-law is 6'7", and he says he struggles in a lot of hotel beds that his feet stick out the bottom. 
Cold toe. So, you know. Cold toes. I guess it is. But Sultan Kozen, who is the world's tallest man, and is officially recognised by um, GWR. Did he say, think yourself lucky? No. (laughs) No, he said... um, I'm quite glad for all this attention because hopefully I will now get famous and meet a lady. Who said right. that? Sultan Cozen. Oh, that's the world's tallest man. God, I love that honesty. He just put it out there. Yeah? Well, I guess we all thought that when celebrity came along, <laughs> but we didn't have the courage to, yeah. to say. He probably thought no one would hear it up there. The difficulty is, though, for if you're so tall you can't find a bed for just you, it's going to be difficult for... Like if he meets the tallest woman and she loves him... <laughs> They're going to have a nightmare. But he won't go out with the tallest woman. I suppose they, they probably end up at castings together. Well, yeah, the world's maybe. shortest, uh, the world's strongest men. So I'm getting all my categories mixed up. I'm mm. mixed with so many. But the world's strongest men uh, particularly chose the shorter women. Did they really? Yeah. They make them look. Yeah, it's a hench. It's like holding. What can I say? The betting <clears throat> shop hen. Yes. You know, it'll it'll make the hand look bigger. I was well, it's thought you were going to say they all choose each other. <laughs> it did occur to me, it's a shame that the tall, the tall man couldn't get in the hotel because he could have had a lot of fun with the little cans of Coke from the minibar, couldn't he? <laughs> well, I did it for a photo, <laughs> claiming to be taller. Was, yeah. <laughs> what I would, that's really I'll tell you now. something, though, the robe would become a bit sexier <laughs> than usual. <laughs> The robe would become more of a bralette. Oh, no, that would what? be a uh, crop is... top robe. <laughs> crop top robe, Cher. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. I've heard it, I've heard it before. Frank, the belt on the robe would be a sort of Jodie Marsh turning up to a premiere I in know, the 90s. Can I just say also, apparently he was so <clears throat> desperate and distraught, he obviously went to the police station to ask for help, begging for help. They offered him a police escort to a hotel. Oh. Which, I mean, how many bikes did that take? I imagine they just walked him, did they? No, mm. I think they had a police escort. I think they had a. Pro- I mean, can you imagine? It would have been like motorcycle display team. <laughs> you know, when they'd all go on each other's shoulders yeah. with the arms out. It's oh, brilliant. But he, they couldn't really hide him, I suppose. He was looking over the top no. of them. Well, there was a crowd of hun- there were I mean, hundreds of do? people turned out to see him. They couldn't put a blanket over him like it's a murder trial or everything. Everyone's still going to know, oh, it's the tallest, yeah. tallest man with a blanket so over him. People <laughs> say, oh, the tallest man, and he says, actually, it's the. <laughs> what I would have done if, I, if I'd have been the hotel. Oh, you know those, um, you know those glass lampshades that are like a bowl. Yeah, I'd have put the fruit in that, like in the giraffe house, for him to eat. For him to eat. <laughs> Okay. We were uh, discussing the eight-foot-tall Afghan man who went to the cricket. But was too tall to find a hotel. There's the hole. The hotel they yeah, took him to out. I'll tell you what he'd be good for in a hotel. Have you ever been in a hotel and you get that gap at the top of the curtains and you can't find a way of closing oh, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When the light comes in in the morning, he can get up there and just close it. What can I just say? Can I, tell you, I, I, saw, can I just say I saw a brilliant life hack for that oh, gap good. at the top of it? You Go know, on. you get those coat hangers that have got like grips on them so you can hang yes. your trousers you no, can put those friend. on and hold the curtain together with those two grips that is a really good that I like it is mm, lovely, very good. very good saw that on that um, internet 
Lifehacks.com, yeah. yeah. Now I just, I don't know where, where I stumbled across it, but there it was. Well, I suspect we'd been talking about it. I'd probably told you and then it popped up, like Maybe. these creepy things do. Huh? We don't like it when that happens. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm not as tall as uh, Sher Khan, but I, I am tall and I... I think there are benefits to it. Mm. I think it's easy for him to look on the negatives, like he couldn't <laughs> get a hotel room. But I was in um, I was in a supermarket the other day, mm. and a lady called me over. I I, I walked like result half of an aisle. <laughs> Legend. Yeah. She was a she was a. Um, I'm going to guess a pensioner lady, and she mm. said, "Can you reach up and pass me down those frozen?" She, I, I passed her down a couple nice. of um, frozen fish dishes that she nice. was going to presumably microwave or heat later and um i felt really good about myself yeah did she say young it, man it did occur to me no i think she looked at me and thought he's middle-aged i'm not <laughs> even gonna push it um it I, I had a spring in my step and maybe sher khan rather than focusing on the fact that he's gone from room to room from pillar to post perhaps he could offer to put up some christmas decorations <laughs> on a tall tree or well or be the tree change the bulbs him. at the floodlights at the cricket or something well, rather he than was... moaning about how 200 people are gawping yeah, at him i don't know he's going to make much money putting up christmas decorations in <laughs> afghanistan <laughs> or india yeah true uh, fair enough i think that i mean i'm all for encouraging small businesses but uh, i don't know if you could call these a small business i was interested or intrigued to find out about the hotel he stayed at because i thought well presumably <coughs> this must have had unusual facilities you know compared to all the other hotels in the area if it was the only hotel mm. that the police would take him to you could put a single bed on the end of a double bed couldn't you would you sleep like that well, I, I think needs must if you're if you're eight foot two. Yeah, mm. I tell you what. Well, I found out about the hotel, Frank. Oh, so, yeah. so I just wanted to say no, I did look, look up no some info about Look No Further. Okay, I won't the name the rates. hotel. Actually, what Look No Further might be is the website <laughs> where you find hotels in Lucknow, and it rather than an actual <laughs> That's a hotel. Good idea. It's like compare.com, LookNoFurther.com. Okay. I looked on LookNoFurther.com. And I found the hotel in question because oh. I thought there'd be a sort of fairground if you are taller than this sign, you can stay here, no that would problem. Be a good system. Yeah, yeah, or something. Or the beds would be especially tall, but no. All I could see was a review saying very worst person sitting at reception. <laughs> now, oh. I hope that wasn't a reference sure to Shin Khan. Yeah, I'm imagining that's the employee. <laughs> well, I hope so, but also, very worst person sitting at reception. Well, he's only the worst out. How many were there? I mean, in, I need this review to be in context. If there were 40 people on reception, mm -hmm. I might stay in the hotel. Do you see? I guess it means it means very worst person brackets in the world yeah. is on reception. There's a real horrible. Oh, I person. see. I thought That's it very much how I Who's very it. like very worst person in this room? What now? Yeah. Oh, done. That's, oh, that's a difficult conversation. I think yeah. it's fair to say. Definitely, don't think we should have it on air. Definitely me. Think, uh, <laughs> if we want the show to continue, showering would be a problem, of course. In there. for sure, can't. You, you don't want to be mm. looking down on the shower head ever. Well, I yeah. I'm slightly taller than the shower in, uh, oh, in my yeah. own suite. <laughs> uh. um, <laughs> I like the way you said it. I think that's. I'm aware it's not. Look, a I can imagine that a song. Gonna... I can imagine a song beginning with that. I'm, <laughs> I'm slightly taller 
And the shower in my ensuite. <laughs> it's got a sort of a that sort of groovy song, English thing. This is a strange story, but Sky uh, Sol Campbell's agent showed me around his house, um, and he just was saying every moment ensuite, <laughs> another ensuite, huh? and then we have a fourth ensuite, and downstairs there's uh, another ensuite. So I realised that's a. He was very proud of the ensuite. Yeah, Sol Campbell's manager. It's. um, it's Can I just say I was at Sol Campbell's manager's house in a business capacity. Well, in case you were thinking it was a late night soiree. No, I never thought that. Not for not for a (laughs) second. Was was share there? Share share car? No, (laughs) not share. Obviously. No. (laughs) What about if you said I got share coming to a party? Everyone excited. Then it was him. (laughs) <laughs> I think that for me, I'd be more pleased. Um, what about this for an email? Um, hi, Frank M. Al. This will appeal to Frank as a follower of the Nazarene, Alan's thrift and Emily's common sense of things that will make her sick. Huh? <laughs> Big opening. It is. Uh, Love confi- you already. Confident. I just saw, brackets, on Friday the 8th of November, this came in last night, two early 20s girls on the bus getting fully stuck into the chocolates in an advent calendar! Exclamation mark. Oh, wow. Sickos. We were the row behind, so I was close enough to see they weren't even opening the doors in the right order, just <laughs> happily opening window nine, shoving a chocolate in, and then window 23, <laughs> dot, 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 I can't go on. I hope this makes the troll, praise, etc. Prisoner 970, Canonbury. What do we make of that kind of cavalier oh, attitude? Lovely. You wow. fine with that? No, I just like Canonbury. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they have broken every rule. Uh, every rule in the book. Uh, the, the only way I can forgive this is if there was some kind of orange sticker on the uh, advent calendar saying, reduced, eat me now, and they, yeah, they were compelled. <laughs> you don't get many advent calendars that say, uh, eat me now, <laughs> yeah, exactly. in November. To me, though, <laughs> surely that is one of the pleasures of adulthood is the buying... I mean, I often do that. I sometimes think I can just... It is that I can have ice cream as my dinner and that's it. Yeah. I can do what I like. Yeah, but, I mean, for for example, I wouldn't eat... I don't think I have ever in my life ate an after-eight mint before eight (laughs) o'clock. Yes, but you're very rule-bound and fearful, oddly fearful of authority in some ways, Mm. which I think is due to the padre figure in your life mm. with the priest maybe but also because um, I like being struck over and over again by <laughs> someone I can trust um, but uh, you know that's different um, I uh, I don't know I, I think why not just buy a chocolate bar or something yeah. why buy an advent calendar Absolutely. I get that I would do that there's a sort really? of yeah I see the gay abandon in it and I okay. respect it it's kind of it's kind of tearing down the system. Well, yeah, I, I wonder if they saw it like that, these, these women. <laughs> these they'd, women? They probably just took it off a child in the street. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. OK. <clears throat> They're all going to be reduced soon anyway. Oh, Come by, on. By, by the way, on the, um, on the subject of, um, of um, Sher Khan, we haven't mentioned that he mm. was going to the cricket match. He was going to uh, India-West Indies. Mm-hmm. And India, Afghan, oh, was it Afghan? No, he is Afghan. He's, he's, oh, he's Afghan, Afghan, but he, he supports was... India. Got it. Um, 
Imagine, I, I, when, as soon as I read this story, mm. I thought, oh, imagine you've got your ticket for <laughs> India West Indies and Cher Khan comes and sits in front of it. Yeah. You know, we don't often, di- often discuss human rights on this show, but... Yeah. <laughs> we don't, who, you're right. Who's human rights? I think we're about to find out there's good reason for that. How can you observe... <laughs> how do you observe the human rights of both Cher Khan and the person sitting behind them? How... Do you solve it's, that conundrum? How do you solve a problem Tune in next like week Chicago? on the moral maze. Um, <laughs> obviously, I don't normally use conundrum because I'm Catholic. <laughs> but um, I, uh, what do you? Who is in the, that? Can't the person who's bought that ticket can't be right Would you there say behind. Something. What can you say? Well, uh, this is what I be want less, to know. Can you be less tall, please, mate. <laughs> yeah, but I think you would say something. I would say. Could you buy... You know those, You know when you're driving and, and you get your turn in a sharp bend sometimes and you get those circular mirrors? <laughs> oh, so yeah. Can you get a pair of earrings, mate, that have got those mirrors on so I can still see the match <laughs> you sitting know what I'd behind do? you? I'd just say, look, I'd have to go motor... I think he has a responsibility to give you the option of motorcycle police display team. Because yeah, at least the if you're on his... Hear but me then out. But then the song on Shere Khan's shoulders. Yes, I would but sit on the shoulders. But then what about the, the people behind? Well, they can jump on like everyone else. That's impossible. Motorcycle display, you can get, he could get 12 aloft, I reckon. But Shere but Khan not probably also obstructing the person behind the person behind him, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're expensive tickets for these cricket matches. So he has matches. to just sit on the very back row, wherever he goes. He has to be on the back row. Oh, how much is it on telly? He's, he's on the back row of life, Shere. Well, I, I hate to say it, but I think he's got to go back row. It's an absolute... If he goes back row by the aisles, he can stretch his legs out right down well, to the pitch. Couldn't he just get himself a pint and He's... go outside the ground, <laughs> lean on the top of the main stand and watch it over there? <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I, I have a question for you guys. I, I sort of see this show as being an opportunity to ask people that I trust to not tease me if... If something is a thing, you know, when you see something and you think, is that a thing? Mm. You know, that's a thing, isn't it? Wondering oh, if something is a thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I don't wear lip balm. My wife sometimes wears lip balm that I think is disgusting. And so occasionally, before giving her a kiss goodbye, I'll say, have you got that lip balm on? And mm. if she says yes, I will kiss upon the cheek. I'm not a lip balm wearer. But I saw I saw somebody on a tube, a woman putting on lip balm the other day, and she mm. took out the tin of lip balm, and I expected her to dip the finger into it and then apply <laughs> yeah. the lip balm with the finger. Sure. What actually happened was she took out the tin of lip balm, looked at it, and thrust her mouth into it. <laughs> Is that a thing? No, I've never seen. Is that how what? we administer? <laughs> monster. I mean, in a moment, I immediately decided I couldn't be married to you, love, because that's. <laughs> going to be loads of lip balm I'm on just your face. I'm just wondering what's that woman been doing with her fingers that she would rather do that than use them to apply the lip balm. Um, but on reflection, is it actually sensible of her? Because she's not getting a greasy finger in administering no, the I, lip balm. Honestly, she's taking well, a very, her hands um, are filthy. She's taking uh, a hammer and I think that's what approach. it is. I think she's thinking, I don't want to put, you know, maybe she's just been, I don't know, strangling an animal. Yeah. And and she's thinking, or if you stroked a dog, no offence, Emily, but after I've stroked a dog, 
<laughs> I always want to wash my hands before I eat. Oh. So if she's just stroked a dog with both hands... Well, so. I would say those who... If you put your hand, far more germs is uh, on a handrail. Of any well, sort. Of a door on a dog? Rail. Yeah, my, many more germs. <laughs> There's yeah. more germs on a handrail. You're not going to get a cold dog. virus. Well, you know that they always used to say there's more germs on a chopping board than there is on a toilet seat. Bottom well, of the handbag as well. That's why I do most of my culinary preparation in the bathroom. So yeah. if you touch, exactly. if you touch the bottom it's of the good for bagels. Yeah. <laughs> touching the bottom of a handbag is worse than touching the bottom of, of a, a horse of a Shih Tzu. <laughs> I okay. would argue. Is that right? Yes. My shit who doesn't lie prostate on the bathroom floor where various people are in and out. Thank no, you, good I day. suppose that's a reason. <laughs> uh, yes. Just my um, plumber. I was thinking you meant the inside bottom of a, <laughs> of, a, of a handbag. And I thought, what's in there that it causes that? But I, have, I can honestly say I've never seen anyone do that in my life. This room was I've... too far away from me for me to see how well administered the rest of her makeup was, but I can only assume it was an absolute nightmare. She's thrusting her face into mascara and... Well, I think, I... I'd, I think I'd be very <laughs> uneasy watching her apply <laughs> lipstick. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. People are uh, stepping to me and some people are agreeing. Uh, hi there, guys. Alan should worry more about his beard than the germs on dogs as it's been scientifically proven that beards are dirtier than dog fur. Scientifically proven is a very banded about phrase. That's it is, all yeah. I'm saying. Also, I've got both a beard and a dog, Peter, in Bexley Heath. So, <laughs> I've um, got a dog know. with a beard. Well done, you. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a combine harvester, big wow. Have you? What's it like? Bulky. <laughs> I thought it would be. Um, Very eight, eight bulky. 891 has said that's how I put my lip balm on. So it's it's not just, unless that is... Are you sure he didn't say, oh, my poor <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a puckering, um, a puckering expert, that's what he is. Careful. I, we were talking I, the thing is, with <laughs> that, <laughs> if you put it on with your finger, then oh. someone else could, you could say to someone, do you want some lip balm? And you could have a dab as That's well, but point. once once you've gone in mouth first, yeah. that lip balm can only be used by you, I would oh, say. I agree. I don't like it. If you said to me, if I said to you, do you want some lip balm? Imagine if I put lip balm on you. be gross. Ooh. Kath puts it on um, wounds and rashes and things Oh, does she like do that. the Vaseline? Mm. No, she uses lip, lip sill. Oh, I don't know about that. No, I don't know about it either. <laughs> James Duffy has tweeted us, Glamorama Jim, oh, yeah. at Glamorama Jim, I once sat behind Bernard Breslau at White Hart Lane. I only ask. <laughs> <laughs> I really love you, darling. Uh, if you're not familiar with Bernard Breslau's work, Frank, explain. He was. I tell you, I would um, begin by watching Carry On Screaming when he plays yes. the sort of... Uh, the Igor-type assistant to... Lovely um, suggestion. Fenella Fielding. You could follow up with Carry On Abroad, mm-hmm. where he plays the sort of hapless husband, and I believe camping he might do as well. I yes, an only he by, yeah. But his catchphrase was, I only asked. asked yes. Um, and he was a tall man. He was. Mm. So James Duffy sat behind him at White Hart Lane. Mm. Um, he was, is a big fella, and his frame obscured the first third of the pitch for me. When he says was, is, uh, 85 and still alive? Oh, I think... What are we going here, guys? I think we might be post-Breslau. 93? <laughs> I think we're living yeah. in a post-Breslau Are we in 94 age. and no more? 
I think mm. we are post-Breslovian. Alan? I don't know. OK, perhaps... I'll let our readers wear my lack tell of us. knowledge on my sleeve on this. OK. Serge Gainsbourg did a song called The Initials BB, which I think was about Bernard Breslau. <laughs> I bet it wasn't. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. What about these people that visited More the British Museum just Brett, because really. of it was, you? It was actually Bridget Bardot. I was oh. being facetious. <laughs> Carry on. I was one out. What about those people? I can't... Did we read So did say? he say anything to Breslau? Uh, no. I don't think so. See, what can you do? The bloke's not doing anything wrong by being tall. Yeah, yeah just existing. He's... Live and let live, guys. There ought to be. You could always go and get a booster. <laughs> Would they give a booster to an adult? Well, the person behind you needs two boosters. Yeah, the person behind that needs three. You know what we need? Right, theatres. That's a good oh, point. Excuse me. Yes. Um, I have asked for a booster before mm-hmm. because I'm short. Okay? I mean, or, I'm no Kagendra Tapamagha. No. I'm somewhere between Kagendra Tapamaga and Chandra Bandai Dangi. Okay. Um, I would say... What, in the, in the uh, who's who? In the who? high stakes. Yeah, in the who's <laughs> In the who? dictionary. In the who's who. Uh, Chandra is, what, is one foot four, I think, or one foot seven, maybe. Okay. Um, but we got a booster for Buzz. Do you remember it, Josie? Yeah, but for children, you're all right. But I did, yeah. will they get dish them out to adults? I've had. Uh, Faye is shaking her head. She's asked, I believe, and, and I used to work in a theatre, and we wouldn't give them to adults. That's okay. Faye has actually spoken on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> what, is this a sacking or a pay rise? It's a new era. <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> it's all gone a bit TFI Friday. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. We've had some lip balm criticism. Sent in. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not. Um, hi, guys, and Mr. Frank Skinner. Lip balm is unfortunately addictive and dries your lips up, so you need to keep using it. Do you see? Now, you see, my partner, Kath, is obsessed with lip balm, and she does use it. She uses it in the summer as well. Yes. I get to this time of the year, and I get a kind of a... Uh, Oh, my lips feel a bit sore. Me too. Maybe I need some lip balm, as if it's never happened before. And it happened mm. last year and the year before, exactly the same. Me too, Exactly Frank. the same time. I've got some called a Louisville Lip Balm, which I bought in Louisville, which has got a picture of Muhammad Ali on it. Oh, all right. So uh, oh. I, I'm going to uh, use Does that. Does it float like a butterfly, sting like a bee? I hope it doesn't sting like a bee. Oh, yeah, that's no, true. Well, they can get bee, yeah. birds, yeah. bees, that's nice. All the bee sting oh. lips are... Um, like a thing, aren't they? Yeah, bee stung lips. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's, that's like a look. attractiveness thing, isn't it? Is it, though, or is it one of those things that glamour models have done? And then people don't like well, anyone. I'm not condemning them as a species. I'm just saying. Species? <laughs> not for me. I like species. Um, I use hemp lip balm, more natural stuff. Hemp? Yeah. Bit of a uh, progressive character. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, one remember. of those progressive Our people. Keith, I think, used to use hemp. Very old Keith. I think it was a bit of an illegal ground bait for fishing. Oof. I have an idea it used to drop the fish or something like that. I can like imagine that. our Keith. I hope the authorities don't hear this show. No, I don't. I mean, it's a long time ago, but I spoke a historical crime. Yeah. And I suspect he had his Bloodwind pig going off in the background. Yeah, yeah. Well, you couldn't really do that then unless you... Because uh, people didn't have mobile music devices. Didn't you have the Ghetto Blaster at that stage? I don't no. think it arrived by then. OK. Anyway, um, so this Tracy... She is. She uses, I mean, I'm sorry to shop at her, to the authorities, but she uses hemp lip balm, 
more natural stuff, although natural lip balm can still dry out your lips. But I think they use perfume on mm. lip balm to make it smell stronger, which mm. is why I went cold turkey seven years ago. Cold turkey would Tracy do Tracy Craig. Nice and greasy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would prefer that. Would you? Oh. Have you ever used lip balm in your entire life, Al? I've, I think I've tried it by accident because of by kissing accident? my wife. Oh, and it's I on see. her lips and then I go <laughs> yeah. oh that's romantic that's right. yeah exactly it's, um, it's a difficulty but we're working through it Al what do you think of this we were talking about luck now and Frank had said we're talking about Shere Khan trying to find a room the tall man Frank you'd suggested he call it uh, look no further mm-hmm. with uh, the name of the uh, the five, site you enter 553 has suggested what about the you're in luck now you're in as in uh, I double N Oh, you're yeah. in Lucknow. You're in Lucknow, yeah. Okay, you're I in think Lockdown. that's an elegant hotel title. I may have complained on this show before about once staying in a hotel called My Hotel, and if you can't find it, you feel a fool going up to people and saying, <laughs> do you know the way to my hotel? No, that is, that's difficult. Infuriating. I do love that Elton John's autobiography is called me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If the cat fits, it the is. glittery top hat fits. <laughs> it's really one of the great autobiography titles <laughs> And it's time. meant to be one of the great autobiographies of all time. Is it really? Yes, we need to get on that. Interesting. Well, let's have short readings from it on the show every week. Well, that was our like next fun. reading club, maybe. Yeah. We need one. We've never had a reading club, have we? We did once, a Robert Harris book, don't you remember? Oh, yeah. You but started I don't, it. I don't think it went on air. No. No. Um, so, look, thanks for listening to us uh, this morning. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.